0: First Person is produced in cooperation with the Far East Broadcasting Company who rejoice in the stories of changed lives through the power of Jesus Christ. Learn more at febc.org. God has uh, in our lives,
1: Wayne, opened some unbelievable doors we could not have ever sought out ourselves. When we leave the choice to God, He gives His best to us. Be patient and uh, see what God does with you.
0: Join us now for First Person, a weekly conversation with people who are making a difference in the kingdom of God for His glory. You're going to meet longtime Christian broadcaster and leader Wayne Peterson on this edition of First Person. Welcome, I'm Wayne Shepherd. We'll start the interview momentarily, but first I'll remind you that these programs are all archived online at firstpersoninterview.com for your listening convenience. You can also subscribe to our podcast edition on Apple, Google, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and many other places where podcasts can be heard. And don't forget to download our free smartphone app called First Person Interview from your app store to download and listen to programs. Our guest, Wayne Peterson, began his life on a dairy farm in northern Minnesota, but his voice, and many times his body, have traveled the world as he has served God in many radio and mission ministries. You'll get to know this man's heart as you listen. As we began our online conversation, I asked Wayne if there was any way of counting how many hours he spent on the radio.
1: Well, Wayne, that's a great question. I think I'd be second only to you, my friend, (laughs) on the time spent behind a microphone. But uh, as one that's worked in radio, both on the on-air part and the management side, uh, really live local radio is still my first love, being behind the microphone and interacting with our listeners.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, you recently wrote your memoir, and I knew a lot about your life. We've been friends for many years, but there are many things I didn't know. I didn't really understand that you grew up on the farm physically. I mean, you were, you were, the, you were the kid doing the chores day in and day out on that dairy farm. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, this was in northern Minnesota where it gets really, really cold in the winter. We had a dairy farm, and the cows have to be milked twice a day, Mm -hmm. 365 days a year. In the summer, you're doing the crops and the hay. And so, uh, as I said, I produced a lot of radio programs on the seat of a farm all (laughs) tractor and uh, pushing different buttons pretending I was on the radio, and I was probably, what, 14 years old at that time. So even way back then, God... Place radio in my mind and heart.
0: Yeah. Have, have you ever figured out why? I mean, of course, we won't know until that day in heaven, but I mean, the God put that seed there so long ago. That's amazing.
1: Well, uh, you know, our family listened to radio all the time in the house, well, even before television. I'm that old. And we had radio in the barn when we milked the cows, and we're very close to that local radio station, and we, you know, we knew the on air people. But I think part of it is just the DNA of God places in us with a desire for, a passion for, an ability for something. And uh, so it was always there from a very, very young age. I I wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to be on the radio, never ever imagining where that would lead.
0: <laughs> well, it didn't take long for it to lead directly into radio, did it? Well, that's right. I uh, In
1: Minneapolis at the University of Minnesota, I started Part time and soon became full time at KTIS in Minneapolis, Northwestern College Radio, now University mm-hmm. of Northwestern.
0: We're being heard on and that we, station now.
1: We we played on uh, we played a lot of Moody programs. You know, with stories of great Christians and uh, Bill Pierce and Dick Anthony, and uh, Moody Presents, and all those great programs. So there was always a strong relationship between Northwestern Radio and Moody Radio, and Wayne. That's where we made our connection a long time ago. We were contemporaries and mainly on the air in those days.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a photo. You've seen the photo of the two of us at Amsterdam 83, where you represented uh, Northwestern College Radio and I represented Moody Bible Institute Radio, and we co-anchored those broadcasts from Amsterdam, which is, you know, I look back on it and I think, well, that was that was a fairly important undertaking. That was pre-digital, of course, So we had to haul tape machines over there and uh, figure out some sort of way of, I don't even know how we did it, getting our programming back to North America. But we did it, huh?
1: That was very formative. We had our team going out and doing coverage. There are about 4,000 evangelists from around the world uh, reaching unreached people groups. And Billy Graham gathered these itinerant evangelists to give them the tools and the training and the passion and the prayer and the motivation to keep at it. So we had the privilege of meeting these uh, evangelists from 200 countries around the world. And uh, you and I had the privilege each night of doing the rap and sending it back to North America via satellite. We sent it over the pod. I I don't even remember. It had to be satellite, I guess. So it was, you know, we were six hours ahead of North America. So we could feed it that afternoon. It was ready to run that morning on hundreds of radio stations across North America and uh, we we were uh, dubbed the Wayne and Wayne show back in those days by our team <laughs> yeah. but not only was that a great introduction to national and global radio it planted in my heart a, a love for evangelism and missions and uh, which which would later bear fruit in some of the career choices god led me to to meet these evangelists that were so had so little Except a passionate drive to share Jesus with those that have never heard the message, and and that experience was uh, very very shaping in my own life and yeah. ministry, and I know it's
0: yours too. Well, that's just one of the many experiences that God has given you that uh, shaped you, as you said. But and we won't trace every step of your uh, Christian radio ministry career, Wayne. But it is it has been substantial. But as you look back on everything, just start to talk to me about some of the thoughts you have, and you're not done yet. Some is it Al Sanders who said someone asked him. Have you spent your whole life in radio? And he said, "Not yet." <laughs> you know. So, well, after you uh, know, so what? Fifty-five years in radio.
1: I'm still dabbling at it. As you know, I have the privilege of working with uh, Ed Cannon at Far East Broadcasting, mm-hmm. a wonderful global ministry that is uh, reaching people that would not be reached except for. Radio, streaming, podcasting, uh, digital broadcasting, and getting phenomenal response from places you would not imagine, places that are less than 1% Christian. And I'm thinking even now of Ukraine. They have uh, half a dozen stations in Ukraine, and with all the violence and terror and poverty, and it's a disaster. FEBC has six outstanding—maybe it's more than that, but uh, because some of the stations have been bombed off the air, unfortunately— mm-hmm. But to have the privilege of broadcasting into China, Indonesia, Vietnam, Ukraine, Russia is a high privilege. So I appreciate being involved in that. Also, I do some consulting for some other radio stations, and I've been on the board of National Religious Broadcasters since uh, since a long, long time back. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm officially retired, but uh, at this stage, it's a new season. I'm not running a large organization anymore, but having an opportunity to influence ministries, organizations, and individuals that are
0: serving in God's service. That's an important part of this whole thing, the word influence, because I know you feel this, that at this stage of life, it is uh, being an influencer that's our most important role. You feel that, don't you?
1: Oh, very much. Uh, I summarize our careers with, uh, first of all, you're a worker You're doing all the work. You're reading the news, reading the weather, turning on the transmitter and spinning the records. Then you move into management where you're doing that work through others that are qualified to be on the air and from management into leadership where you're not managing so much by setting the direction, creating a good culture. And uh, after that comes the season I'm in now where influence, I'm not running a large organization, but have opportunities God is opening you know, when you're our age, people come to you and say, hey, uh, give me some advice. I'm I'm thinking about this, or what do you think about this idea? And we have an opportunity through the consulting that we do and the boards that we serve on to shape ministries and influence individuals serving in those ministries. And that's very gratifying.
0: Yes. Um, I Became aware of this uh, message largely because of a message you gave in your local church, which was posted online, Wayne. And I watched that message a couple of times, actually, because it meant so much to me. And and by the way, our listeners can translate what we're talking about into their own life and career. Uh, you know, we've been in radio. Other listeners may have been, obviously been doing other things with their life, but these uh, these stages are are what's important, and they translate well. But in that message you gave in your own local church, you cited a couple of uh, biblical passages that I want to share with our listeners today, if you don't mind. The first was in Philippians chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Do you have that in front of you there, Wayne? I do. I have it right in front of me here. Read it for us. Okay, uh, sure will. Uh,
1: This is uh, Philippians 3, 12 through 14. Paul At towards the end of his ministry career, says, I don't mean to say I've already achieved these things or have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. Another word for perfection would be, a better word would be completion, Mm -hmm. because we'll never be perfect, but we can complete the works that Jesus has called us to do. No, dear brothers and sisters, I've not achieved it, but I focus on one thing, forgetting the past And looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. That really sums up what each of us that serve the Lord should strive to be in this fourth quarter of our lives. It does. Uh, Your theme is finish strong, finish well. That's right. And uh, I've been working with a, a good friend, Ken Larson, who's the head of Slumberland stores across the country. We've been on this theme of finish strong, finish well. Uh, I've been a Minnesota Vikings fan for many years, and they had the reputation for a long time of losing games in the fourth quarter. And I always used to use them as example of a team that doesn't finish well because they're, they're ahead in the first half, third quarter, and then they lose. In the I have to change it now because yeah. this season they're winning their games. Well, the here we
0: are in the middle of January. We don't know what the outcome was because this was recorded earlier, but let's hope maybe the Vikings finish very well. Who knows, huh? Well, you know, the, this past game with the Colts uh, a month or so ago, they
1: they finished uh, strong and finished well in the fourth quarter, <laughs> but uh, Bob Buford wrote the book Second Half, mm-hmm. and he said in that book, the second half of your life could be the most influential, the most satisfying, uh, the, the most exciting season of your life. And I'm thinking that too, how we live in our fourth quarter, the influence that we have And I'm thinking not just professional or career or relationship, but uh, kids and grandkids. I've got nine grandkids, and I want to be an influence to those nine kids to show them what it is to walk with the Lord, to encourage them in their walk, to be a model for them, because we as grandparents— can have an influence on our grandchildren, the, the, the millennials that
0: are, are struggling right now with faith matters. We're learning from the life and experience of Wayne Peterson on this edition of First Person, and we'll continue in a moment. Here's Ed Cannon on the vision for FEBC's weekly podcast. The primary purpose of Until All Have Heard, of course, is to share the experience that FEBC has because we have staff on the ground in so many oppressive places. But in addition to that, we're trying to speak to you in a way that only the kind of testimonies you'll hear from around the globe can do. Discover how the gospel is making a difference around the world. Search for Until All Have Heard on your favorite podcast platform. Or here at online at febc.org. My guest is longtime friend Wayne Peterson. Uh, many of you know that name because you've heard Wayne on the radio all these years or have uh, uh, served under his leadership in any one of a number of organizations or been a donor to one of those organizations and you know his leadership capabilities. But we're just talking today about uh, the season of life. Uh, Finish strong, finish well, I guess would be our theme, just as uh, I'm going to take that from you, Wayne. So if you don't mind, we'll borrow it today.
1: Sure. And uh, the the thing is that, uh, yes, we have our ups and downs. We've all had them. There's times in our careers where uh, things are not going well and not according to plan and it's not pleasant. And then there are the good times where it's prosperous and learning to trust God in the good times and the hard times is a part of finishing well. You know, Paul says, forgetting what lies behind. Mm -hmm. And he had a lot of stuff happening in his life that he didn't want to focus on, but pressing on
0: towards what's ahead. Yes, exactly. And you have had some ups and downs, both personally and professionally. I mean, you've survived cancer a couple of times. Uh, Your wife, Norma, passed away from cancer. We all love Norma so much. A few years ago, uh, she was promoted to heaven. So that was certainly a, a difficult time in your life. But there have been times of great joy as well, I'm sure.
1: Well, and we, we, we learn to trust God when we hit rock bottom or we find out where our faith foundation is. Yeah. And whether it was uh, I had a major career disappointment and it was very hurtful and very hard, but it brings you back to your roots. Do I really trust God or not? Mm-hmm. And when Norma was diagnosed with cancer and eventually promoted to heaven, you know, like C.S. Lewis uh, asked the question, "Do we really believe what we say we believe?" You know, and if we believe what we teach on the radio or from pulpits that this life is a short time compared to the glory of heaven, if we really believe that, then that changes our perspective. And I, I, I say, for Norma, being with Jesus is much better than being with Wayne. I can guarantee you, and we would not bring her back to this broken world. Mm and then even recently when i had a diagnosis of very uh, serious and rare form of cancer yeah
0: we're all praying that, for you earnestly
1: and we felt those prayers oh you know the circles we run in Wayne, the advantages you know we have hundreds of prayer partners with us yeah but at that time i mean i could have died because it was that serious and i had to say god whether i live i want you to be glorified if i promoted to heaven. I want you to be glorified. But I do want to live. I have much more to live for. And by God's gracious mercy, uh, through some excellent medical help and through his divine healing, uh, when I did go through the surgery and uh, the procedure, there was found no spread of the cancer. Mm -hmm. And uh, the pathology report said, you won't be back. This will not return. So, attribute that to a a God who hears and answers our prayers. He's a wonder-working God. And I I believe, I respect the good medical care I received at N.D. Anderson, but I am grateful for God's healing
0: role in all of this. Yeah, it was dramatic. And we're so grateful to God for for sparing you to be with us a little while longer, Wayne. Um, Wayne. And you know, another major life event for you was uh, finding Willie and remarrying. And uh, she's in a very important part of your life now as well.
1: Well, God is a God of a second chance, and uh, need to hear her story sometime. Uh, she was a beautiful young lady that was on TV. She was a flight attendant. She was a dental hygienist, and but wandered far from God and went through a, a very hard time wandering from God and made some bad choices. And was gloriously saved in Aspen, Colorado, where she moved to be a dental hygienist. And John Denver was one of her clients. So, you know she had that kind of a life. But when she surrendered her life to the Lord, was really born again, she became just on fire for God. Uh, moved to Colorado Springs, and she was on a missions trip from her church to build a clinic in Ghana. And uh, HCJB at the time, Reach Beyond, was building a clinic and a work team came in. That's where we met. So Norma and I knew Willie from way back, never, ever imagining we'd be married someday. And uh, shortly after Norma passed away, we re- reconnected as friends. And we knew fairly soon. You know, in your late 60s, you kind of know. And uh, we knew right away that this was something special. So God has given me this uh, wonderful, delightful um fun partner uh, for for this season of life as well. I'm very, very grateful to have that companionship and encouragement.
0: Let's go back to the life cycle of a career. For the person who's at the worker stage now and wants something more, would like to be in management and leadership and have influence in other people's lives, it doesn't seem to be happening for them. Talk to that person who's listening.
1: Well, uh, number one, Focus on what you've been given to do, and as it went in radio, and I know with you, Wayne, and with me, I started out working weekends, six a.m. to three p.m. Saturdays and Sundays, and just I was the only one at the radio station running the whole thing and just grinding it out and showing up every weekday morning at five a.m.
0: Ironic, isn't it, that it was so lonely in those hours, and yet there were so many people listening. (laughs) I I
1: can't believe how they trusted this uh, twenty-year-old with uh, with all of that. But to, to whom, uh, you know, here, here's the thing. that When you serve faithfully and effectively, you're given more responsibility. And uh, gradually, uh, Paul Ramsey, my boss at the time, many of our listeners know him, asked me to do this and that and took over some of his programs. And that's how I grew professionally. And when he was promoted, he promoted me behind him as station manager. So I think, you know, faithful and little, you'll be given much. That's a, that's a spiritual principle from our Lord himself. And so, I would say, see, I was, I was in radio 13 years before I became manager of the station, 13 years. And I wasn't impatient, but by that time, I was looking to do something more. So, if you're 25 years old and wondering, uh, just do what you're called to do. Be faithful, be joyful, but be open to where God is going to lead and uh God has, uh, in our lives, Wayne, opened some unbelievable doors we could not have ever sought out ourselves. When we leave the choice to God, He gives His best to us. So be patient and be faithful and expectant and prayerful and uh, see what God does with you.
0: Excellent. Uh, let's take a look at Second Timothy 4. This was another passage that you used in that uh, message in your own church that moved me to to get in touch with you about this interview, 2 Timothy 4, verses 7 and 8. Do you have that one in front of you?
1: Yeah, this, this is one of my favorite. And again, this is Paul at the very end of his life. He was expecting to be executed by Nero. He was in a prison in Rome writing to his uh, his son, spiritual son, Timothy. And he says, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. Those are three great statements fought the fight, finished the rate, remained faithful. And now a prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on the day of his return. And uh, for our listeners, this prize is not just for me, but to all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. Just uh, reading this morning in my, my private devotions about not to become so embroiled in this life, we lose the aspect of eternity because What we're doing here with all its ups and downs, the joys and the sorrows, is nothing compared to the glory that will be revealed. So, again, to be faithful to the Lord in the good times and the bad times, whatever happened, to look forward that there will be a reward, a time when uh, Jesus comes back again and
0: brings us into glory. What a helpful conversation, Wayne. Thank you so much. We're not done yet, though, because I want to ask you, uh, looking back over this long uh, career and ministry that God has given to you, if you could go back and relive any portion of it, what would be the one time that you say, I'd I'd like to go back and have another crack at that? You know,
1: for all the opportunities I've had to uh, serve and to lead, well, it's hard to say, Wayne, but— I think the happiest times when I was on the air every day, you know, just on the air talking to our listeners every day. I did the afternoon drive time three to six. I did the daily book reading (laughs) type of a thing. And that was a joyous time. And that was really my sweet spot. We were spinning our LPs and you'd rip the news off the wire and read the weather and, you know,
0: answer the phone and do all of that. Didn't you love queuing up records, real records?
1: (laughs) Yeah, remember those? Yes. But um, obviously, in our lives, God has something more for us than we could not have imagined. And when we're called upon to lead or take a position of responsibility, we have to leave even some of the things that we love doing behind Mm -hmm. because of our calling. And that's really what it comes down to, Wayne. We use the word career a lot here today, but it's really a calling. What is God calling you to do? And that's what gets you through the tough times. uh, Is this a job or is it a calling? For me, it was a calling.
0: And there's no doubt that by answering that call, Wayne Peterson has made a difference for God's kingdom. He's recently told more of his story by writing a memoir titled The Journey, and you'll find a link at FirstPersonInterview.com. These programs are for the purpose of telling the stories of people who have given their lives in service of Jesus Christ, who has made all the difference in their life. You can go back through our online archive and listen to these individual stories at FirstPersonInterview.com. Our partner in bringing you first person each week is the Far East Broadcasting Company. Both Wayne Peterson and myself are heavily involved in this ministry and would love for you to become better acquainted with it by going to febc.org. There you'll learn more about this radio service that broadcasts in local languages around the world, proclaiming the gospel message. There's also a podcast at febc.org. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening. The first person.